All right, Brad. Yes. It's time uh, for another review. That's right. I'm Jeff Gersman. Brad huh? Shoemaker is here. I am here. And we're joined uh, live from New York City, Alex Navarro. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey. Reviews. Hi, Alex. It's great to yeah. have you on. Finally. Thank yeah. you. Alex Navarro, reviewer of video games. Uh, I, I have been in the past. Yes. And <laughs> you are again today Yes. Uh, with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, yes. You've what is this, like the... 11th or 12th game in the series? Mm. Yeah, well, something, gosh. Depends on how you count. You yeah, know, just some say, handheld ones yeah. and if stuff. We're, if we're, yeah, if we're taking all the PSP and Vita and everything, like, like 15 like, of them, probably. Oh way more Pushing than 20, probably. There's a mobile that's game like, in there. That's yeah. probably like 15 like or 16, three, somewhere three side there. scrollers. Yeah. Yeah, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey. This was a game uh, that I think uh, some people weren't really sure if they were going to do a game this year. After, after Origins came out, there was this idea of just like, man, if they took a year off, that'd be... That'd be really great. And they were like, no. Uh, though they did say next year, <laughs> yeah. no game. Uh -huh. um, yeah. But we are here with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? What's the like the, the setting of this game? Uh, it's so it's not a direct sequel to Origins in terms of the, the, the inanimous stuff, right? Uh, it is and it isn't. Uh, yes, it, it, in terms of like historical time period, uh, this is taking place during the Peloponnesian War in ancient Greece, uh, the war between Athens and Sparta. Uh, it's about, I think, like three or four hundred years before the events of Origins. So it is it is firmly established as a prequel in terms of that stuff. But it is also a direct continuation of uh, some of the plot stuff, uh, the future plot stuff that was laid down uh, in Origins, kind of the rekindling of that stuff that happened in that game. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's it sounds like this is uh, it's more of a lot of the stuff that was was kind of. In Origins, Origins was a pretty different game for the Assassin's Creed franchise, right? I mean, you know, in terms of just yeah. like, hey, loot and skill trees. And, well, uh, yeah, the, the way they handled a lot of that stuff. More of an RPG. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this kind of follows on from that? Very much so. Uh, yeah, I mean, with Origins, they sort of took it in a kind of like, well, what if Assassin's Creed was a little more like the Witcher 3 direction uh, with the loot systems and kind of the wide sprawling world with the, you know, slice of life side quests that were kind of peppered throughout the place. This is very much that. Rhythmically, it is identical to uh, to Origins in the sense that the way you sort of enter a new region, scout out all the different question marks on the map and just kind of see like where the stuff is and just start kind of hunting around for everything and then just sort of like extract every morsel of content you can from that area mm. and then move on possibly to never return. Uh, it, it is It is that exact same sort of pace and notion of game that Origins was. And it's only been pretty much exactly 12 months since Origins came out, which was a very long game, which well, from the sound counting, of it, I'm sorry. I would say if you're counting the DLC, which came out for Origins, they were still releasing content for that game as recently as the beginning of this year. Right. I mean, from the sound of it, a lot of people are maybe still plinking away at Origins here and there. So I guess, I yeah. Mean, I, I put like 100 hours into Origins all told, uh, and that was with the DLC and everything, you know, and I, I saw pretty much everything on that map, if, even if I didn't do every single quest and every single thing in that game. Uh, this is considerably larger even before we get to the DLC part of it, which has obviously has not released yet. Yeah, so let's let's talk about it. I mean, it sounds like it's it's similar in structure, but like, what sorts of things are you doing? I understand there's you know you got boats, you got you know like like what other other kind of things are they having you do here that that separate it from from Origins? So in addition to the basic side quest structure of Origins and all the you know bandit camps, fortresses, animal pits, you know all the stuff that you did in that game. 
Uh, they have brought back the naval combat in a big way. Uh, it is much more analogous to what they were doing in Black Flag and Rogue. Uh, you have your own ship. You kind of move from island to island, region to region. Uh, you have a crew, uh, and that is a new aspect of it. Uh, in addition to building out your boat and upgrading it and all the various facets, uh, there is an MGS5-like system of recruiting NPCs to join your team. Uh, and those are sometimes people you just meet on long quests. Sometimes it is guards that you just knock out, and then you're like, hey, you work for me now, motherfucker, and then... You, he works for you. That's just that's just how that goes. So is that like uh, that bro brotherhood uh, is kind of comes to mind when you start talking about an Assassin's Creed game where you're building a crew? Uh, is it? Do you send them out on missions or are they just kind of on your boat? No. Like what's the what's the, what do you do with them once you have them? They are on your boat. They will fight for you when you board ships, mm. uh, and they all have their own little stat attachments to them. So you know, like one guy will give you uh, much greater strength when you're throwing javelins at other boats, or others will like reinforce your hull. That kind of thing. So to be clear, these are not other assassins in an assassin gang. These are kind of lesser NPC type characters. I mean, this is enemies. This is okay. Uh, Could be anybody. People. Yeah, I, could, I mean, it's not literally everyone, but it is a lot of the, the hmm. various NPCs that populate the world. Huh. Okay. So, I, like, how much of the game involves boating, then? Because that system sounds pretty fleshed out, but, I mean, is this a full-on boat game, or has it just got parts where you're like, oh, I need to go to another place, but you're largely on land? I would say it is below Black Flag in terms of boat, boat frequency and importance, but it is above certainly something like Origins, where that was kind of relegated to just a couple of missions. Uh, and, and you know, I'd say it's probably closer to Rogue in that, like, there's a lot of boating, but there's also a whole lot of on-land stuff. Hmm. Does it, does it, I mean, coming from the last game with this just kind of giant contiguous landmass, does, does this game have a different vibe or kind of a different flow to it as you move through it because it's broken up into these smaller landmasses? I mean, there are still large land masses in the game. There are still, like, big regions that are just kind of, you know, uh, interlocked with one another, and you can just kind of walk over mountains and kind of get to the new next place. Like, that stuff is still very much in there. But, yes, the flow is different because there are, I'd say, at least a dozen, maybe even closer to 20 actual islands just kind of floating around of varying size and, and content quality uh, that you just end up sailing to. And I, I would say that is actually kind of one of the nicer pleasures of this game is that having the boat and having all these different distinct little land masses with their own kind of, you know, biodiversity and, and content diversity, like that kind of adds to that feeling of like, I'm on this big grand adventure and I'm going up from place to place, getting into some shit on this island for a couple of days, going to another place, getting into some different shit. Like that to me is very much like the thing they seem to be going the most for. And I think that's the thing that works best for so, it. So the, the big question to me with that said is, does the story gate your access to any of those specific islands or can you, as soon as you have a boat, just kind of explore everything at, at your whim? You could theoretically go anywhere you want. There is like, like NPCs and enemies and stuff are level gated to a degree. So like there are places you will look at and be like, you should be level 46 to 50 before you even think about coming here. Mm. But you could go there and just look around okay. and not necessarily fight anyone. And that's that's something you can definitely do. So it sounds like that, you know, the the RPG hooks of, of Origins are still here. Uh, how do you feel about the the skills at your disposal and kind of just the the abilities uh, that, that you're given here in, in combat, out of combat, like that sort of stuff? Uh, it's pretty analogous to Origins. They've definitely spread it out more. There's three different... It's not the same branching skill tree that Origins had. It's like three different paths. Hunter, Assassin, and Warrior. You can kind of gather what those things mean. Hunter is more bow-focused. Assassin is like sneaking and, you know, kind of stealth stuff. Warrior just being stabbing everyone wherever you go. Uh, 
and some of those are just like ability bonuses, like you do more damage when you do a, a full-on assassinations, or you know this this uh, this type of of arrow attack will do more damage. Others are like abilities that you assign to these different button prompts, hmm. and like you know, for one of the big ones they've shown in the the early stuff is like having the Spartan kick ability, which is just a big old fucking boot to the midsection that just sends the guy flying in another direction. And that's something you can upgrade additionally over time, adding more power to that stuff. Uh, but those new abilities sort of, they don't replace the weapon-specific super abilities you had in Origins. They just kind of spread them out more. Hmm. All right. Why don't we talk about the story, uh, the, the story and characters a little bit? Is that... Uh, so the story, you are playing as either Cassandra or Alexios. Mm -hmm. uh, you are brother and sister, and it's kind of up to you at the beginning, like, which one do you want to be? My understanding is that the plot plays out pretty similarly no matter who you pick. It seems like there are maybe certain quests that will only pop depending on which character you are doing, but those are mostly side quests. Uh, but in general, it, it's just whichever character you want to go with. Does the other I character... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, does the other character factor into the story, uh, the one that you don't pick, or are they just kind of absent from everything? I will just say that their fates are intertwined in the story okay. no matter what. But uh, yeah, there there is some interaction and there is an element of that stuff. Like the family aspect of the game is kind of where the main story puts most of its weight. Uh, the character you pick is living on this kind of, you know, shitberg island called Kefalonia. It's, you know, it's a, it's a very poor fishing village that uh, your character is very anxious to get away from. Uh, at the outset, and you find out that you were an orphan. You kind of you have some memories of some real bad shit that happened to you when you were living in Sparta as a kid, uh, and the adventure kind of takes off from you, just sort of being this rags to you know very popular, very uh, well renowned mercenary kind of storyline. Uh, and over the course of that, you know you you go all over the place. You meet all these different characters from history, as you do in these games. Uh, one thing Origins didn't have a lot of is the kind of historical figure side quest stuff. Like, it was more just, like, people of Egypt, you know, random people who were just, you know, suffering because there's, of course, a bandit camp, like, 500 feet behind their farm, or, you know, they, they need to, they're fostering a rebellion in this region. Mm -hmm. Here, there's a there's that, but there's also more stuff involving uh, Alcibiades, like Socrates, Herodotus, like all these kind of like major figures from Greek history, some of which are kind of jammed in there in a way that maybe doesn't really feel true <laughs> to history or reality. But, you know, it's it's done in a way that uh, I will say is dumb in the way that the dumbest Assassin's Creed stuff tends to be. Yeah, that very much sounds like the syndicate thing of Charles Dickens running in with like pages flying everywhere. Uh, yeah, the difference here is that, I mean, they're all very cartoonish uh, to, to varying degrees. Like Socrates, I think, is maybe the most grounded because I, I maybe they felt the most responsibility to not mess up that character. But then you have like Alcibiades, who is like this just insane horn dog the entire way through the game. Like all that dude does, it, like he's like uh, the the little finger from Game of Thrones if, if little finger could not stop fucking everybody. Okay. It's very annoying. It's right. very over the top. Huh. There's been, you know, there's been a fair amount of talk about the romance options in this game. I mean, there are, you know, yes. more broadly, just kind of narrative choices, you know, dialogue options and stuff, which is yes. uh, kind of a new addition to the series. How, how does that stuff play out? Yeah, they veer more into the, like, I'd say it's more analogous to Witcher 3 than it is, like, say, the Bioware style of dialogue choice. You know, like, the things you do are very much purported to impact the story and how characters will react to you. There are a few examples throughout the main plot that I can say where that seems like it crops up, and there are other times where it feels like Choices I made were sort of referenced again later, but then never really delivered upon beyond that. 
so I'd say the choice stuff is like it's done well enough and it feels like it does have some impact. But it's not like, you know, th there aren't a ton of like really intense moral debacles or, or debates to be had in this game. It's just sort of like, well, do I feel like being bloodthirsty here or not? You know, do I feel like it helping this person or not? And that's that's kind of what it boils down to. The romance is also very like, hey, you can hook up with anybody. Like there's not like any real gating as far as I can tell in terms of like, hey, I hooked up with this person, so I can't do anything with this person uh, by and large, it, you can just sort of like be as, uh, you can have as libertine a sexual attitude as you would like. In that <laughs> they game. learned their lesson from the Bioware fandom, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, so talk to me about the main characters, uh, you know, Cassandra and Alexios. Uh, it sounds like you primarily played as Cassandra. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of Alexios. I played as some of him in E3 and, uh, I watched Vinny play some of him kind of in the, the very early goings of the game. I don't like him, uh, it sounds and like I, that's been across the board, like that 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 he's maybe the the bad choice. Yeah, I, it's not even that. I think he's like, you know, I think the character progression would ultimately be very similar with him. Mm -hmm. The problem I have with him is that the voice actor, uh, who I do not have the name of up handy, uh, but I he. He sounds like he's channeling one of those sort and sandals epics you would see get roasted on Mystery Science Theater. Like it mm -hmm. is not a, a a serious performance, or at least it doesn't feel like one. It feels like a, a bodybuilder trying to ham it up in a fucking loincloth. Definitely, you know? like, yeah, that's like the vibe it, I get. I feel like the the word meathead has been tossed around a lot as with regards to like Alexios is like ah, this is the meathead character for meatheads. Um, yeah, and the, definitely. Cassandra has a little more nuance to it. Uh, so talk to me about Cassandra. How's the how's the character? How's the portrayal? Like, you know, compared to the previous Assassin's Creed protagonists, you know, we've we've had a lot of ups and downs over the years. Like, how do you think Cassandra fares? Yeah, she's voiced by uh, Melisanti Mahout, and she is very good. Like, there's there's definitely like a cheekiness to any of the characters in that game. Like it's all playing like a little bit goofy just cause they are definitely trying like the tone of it is definitely not as like sort of chaste and serious as, uh, origins could often be. Yeah. But she's doing it in a much more subtle way. It feels like she's having fun with the role without making her character a total chucklehead, which I really, I appreciate. Um, I think the story around her kind of lets her down a little bit. Um, like I'm, I'm was in, I was engaged with her pretty much the whole way. Like I enjoyed seeing how she interacted with various characters, even if I didn't like the character she was interacting with. But the main thrust of the plot around her and just sort of around the central character in general, it's kind of all over the place. It takes way too long to kind of get anywhere. Like the main plot in this game, on its own, is probably somewhere between thirty and forty hours. Mm. That's with none of the side quests. That's with none of the extra content. That is just like that is your main thread through the game, including the stuff that you have to do, kind of to get to the end. Do you think that's a viable uh, way to play, or, or I mean, you're going to be under leveled for content if you don't do more side stuff? So they're selling an XP boost if Oof. you would really like to go that route. Okay. Uh, I did not, uh, and I will say that I, at least thirty hours of the eighty I spent with this game was just kind of me early on feeling like, oh, well, I'm going to play this like Origins. I'm just going to extract like all the different everything out of these different areas. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to keep playing through it. And I realized just how slowly I was moving. And luckily, because I did all that stuff front loaded, by the time I got to the end where I was trying to kind of just get to the end, mm -hmm. I was near like the level cap. But if you're just playing the story and you're not engaging with the side quests, you're not engaging with the, the various other, you know, aspects of the game which we haven't even addressed yet there's several other like feature things we haven't even gotten into yet uh you will probably be under leveled for where some of the final fights tend to be okay 
All right. So, but like, just just to add on to the the story stuff yeah. real quick, like my biggest issue with this game, by and large, is is the size of it, and that that extends to the plot as well. Like, there were at least three or four points where I thought the game was going to end, and then it added another like three different characters I had to go do three different errands for as part of like a larger main side qu- main quest that was not like you know an optional thing necessarily. It just kind of keeps. Like the odometer just keeps rolling over, over and over, and it just never feels like it's actually going to get to the end until it kind of abruptly does. Uh, the final, the conclusion of the story, like even I think I got what would be considered generally the good ending, and it still feels like it kind of ties itself up in a really rushed way, which is a weird thing to say about a game that feels like it takes forever to even get to that point. Yeah, that that sounds. Uh... Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, because it, I, I guess, like, you know, you talk about it extending out and extending out, but is that stuff good or does it just feel like padding? Does it, does it feel like it's just kind of like stretched for no good reason? Like, it wildly varies. There are quests in that game that I thought were super compelling and I was very, you know, engaged with and very happy to be participating in. And it's like, yeah, no, I want to do more stuff like this. And there are any number of circumstances where I was just like, I don't want to run to that fort. I don't want to have to go fucking loot that thing. I don't want to have to do any of this. Like, I don't care about these characters. I'm not interested in what's happening here. But, you know, that's that's the 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 balance of the game. Like, half of it feels like, yes, this belongs here. This is important. This is interesting. If I was a super fan of this series, I would be way into this. And the other half feels like it's just there because they had to put an icon somewhere or they had to, you know, fill out uh, an island to make it feel like there's enough to do there to warrant going there. Mm. And uh, how about the out of animus story stuff? Uh, how, how do you feel about that aspect of the game? How spoilery would you like me to get? I, I don't I don't I don't necessarily need like story spoilers, just more of a, a, a general vibe. Like my, my understanding is that it's, uh, you know, kind of that's the stuff that is the, the follow on from Origins, same character and, and that sort of stuff. But uh, does it feel like it's going anywhere that might be even more substantial down the line? It feels like they've really thinned out the out of animus stuff over the last I don't know, five. Yeah, years I guess so. I would add I would add on to that question and ask if it feels at all equivalent to the Desmond stuff from the first three games, or that does it feel like they're trying to build up to something of that scale again? Or is it just I kind mean, what, of there to keep people from asking where is the modern day stuff? I it's hard to say. Like Layla's introduction and in origins, it definitely feels like they are trying to frame her as sort of the next Desmond in terms of like this is the person we are building all this stuff around. Yeah. But at no point does it feel like it's there often enough to be a central component of the game. Like early on, she shows up and you realize, okay, she's in the Animus. The She's chasing another, you know, first civilization artifact, which in this case is the Spear of Leonidas, which is your main weapon in the game. Yeah. It's the thing you are always carrying no matter what your other weapon is. Um, and then she doesn't really show up again for a good long while until there's this, I'd say I call it a third act turn where it veers so far hard to the left that it, it's, it's extremely jarring when it happens. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a, it's, it's a central component of the main plot, but then it branches out into its own thing uh, where I, I won't say exactly what happens, but it is one of the more absurd things I have seen happen in one of these games before. Huh. And that that branches into really a series of... Here. 
I know, I know. And it, but see, what it branches into is a series of subquests that involve the mythical monsters, which you have probably seen in the trailers for this game. Right. Uh, so you have to go collect some artifacts that are being guarded by these various myth mythical creatures, and you have to go fight them, and there's like a quest line attached to each of them. And I will say, those are probably some of my favorite quests in the game, period, because the, the lead-up to that stuff is, is pretty good generally. And the fights are definitely the toughest of anything in the game. And, you know, sometimes annoying, but also sometimes very, very satisfying when you pull them off. Uh, but where that goes and how they tie that that little that branch of the storyline up at the end of the game is hysterical. And that's all I'll say. OK, huh. so okay. it sounds it sounds yeah. like it's it's maybe a little too long and, and kind of disjointed then. I mean, it is, and I haven't even got, like I said, I haven't even gotten to necessarily, like, all the other interlocking systems that are, like, key components of this stuff. Like, so, you know, there's a, a mercenary system that kind of replaces the phylacetes of uh, Origins, like the, the, the mercenaries that were hunting you in that game. Mm -hmm. There's a whole nemesis light version of that in this game where there's, like, nine tiers of different uh, mercenaries that will all hunt you. If you get your what is essentially their equivalent of the GTA one level up too high, so like people will hire them to fight you. To be clear, we're talking about the Nemesis system from the Shadow of Mordor yes. games uh, of the of the Mordor variety, but without as much of the personality. Like each per mercenary kind of has a different outfit and a little personality backstory behind them when you hover over them in the menus, but they don't talk to you. Like there's no like engagement uh. beyond fighting them. There's also this other insane web of assassination targets called the Cult of Cosmos who are sort of the proto-Templars of this game, like kind of the, you know, the shadowy figures behind the scenes of all Greek politics that you not only have to go kill all of them, uh, with, but there's like 30-plus of them, and they're all scattered throughout the world in different ways. Some are just people you'll find, you know, uh, it, you'll see in the world, and you just go to an island and kill them. So, like, one guy is only on a boat, so you have to get him through naval combat. There's another guy that's in the arena, so you have to go fight the, fight in the arena to get to that branch to find that guy. Uh, and the larger, like, the, the more, like, boss cult members, you can only uncover their identities by killing all these other guys or uncovering these clues throughout the world that eventually reveal their identities and bring them onto the map. Mm. Is any of and this... On top I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was no, just going to ask if any, if any of this is required in the course of the story, or is this entire thing completely optional? So here's what I can say is that I beat what was essentially the main narrative thread in that game. Uh, and then I beat the uh, the the mythical creatures and, and animus stuff uh, quest line as well. I have not gotten all the assassination targets. And I feel like there might actually be another ending at the at the, the end of that that is different for, that were separate from like the kind of main family thread plot line. But like. I don't want to go back to do all that because I've already killed like 25 of those guys and I'm just kind of done, you know? It sounds like a lot of game. It's a lot of game. And I think if, if there is a triumph in Odyssey, the developers mostly manage to make all these systems feel like they fit together in a world that mostly works. Like there's jank for sure in the way that, you know, all like open world games, especially Ubisoft open world games tend to have. Right. But it's not destructive. It's not problematic. And it doesn't like negate the experience as it is sort of intended. So I will, I appreciate the way they kind of made all this stuff to work together. There's just too much of it. Like it, and too much of it just feels like it isn't interesting and doesn't matter. Even these cultist targets, these people that are like supposed to be, you know, the big bads of the world, mostly you just kind of walk up and stab them, you know? And there isn't like, there isn't like a big, you know, sort of like, 
speechifying grand moment where they're, you know, getting ready to shuffle off to Hades or whatever and be like, oh, I have all these regrets about the, the darkness I did. You know, like they don't even get that. It's just you walk up, you murder them. Sometimes they fight back and sometimes they don't. Huh. Yeah. And some of that is some of that stuff is plot centric too. like some of those those cult members you can only get by sort of furthering the plot. And that's definitely the more interesting stuff. But I would say even that doesn't completely deliver. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I, real quick, I just wanted to expand on the uh, mercenary stuff a little bit. Yes. Uh, to what end are you recruiting those people? Like once they're on your side? Well, first of all, my understanding is you either kill them or recruit them. Is that right? Yes. So the way it kind of works is that you can do non-lethal attacks to enemies and NPCs. Some guys are too so powerful that a, a single, you know, like knockout blow won't do it. And, you know, recruiting them becomes harder. You essentially have to find a way to knock them out without killing them. Uh, but if you do manage to knock a guy to the ground and he's not dead, you just walk up, press like L3 on the controller, and then he's like, you work for me now. And they're and like, cool? They're just like, cool, whatever. Okay, so and then this, they just disappear. So so then, yeah, what what is the purpose of building that squad? What do you do with them? Once just, you have they're them? just better on the boat? They're just better on the boat. Oh, wait, That's so it. is yeah. like... Oh, so is this, this is, this ties into that? Because... Yes, you, that is the ship stuff. You've, you've mentioned kind of analogs to MGS5 and Shadow of Mordor, and I wanted to be clear if those were separate systems or if those kind those of Those are separate systems. Okay, but they, but they both tie into boat advancement? Well, so the mercenaries are not tied directly into boat stuff. I think you, you might be able to recruit some of those guys. I, I've, I've recruited so many at this point that I've kind of lost track of who I was getting and who I wasn't. Uh, but... What I, I found is that the mercenary system is very much its own separate thing. It is more like the game's version of the police. Like, if you fuck too much shit up and, like, steal too many things uh, as you go along, the the people around, like, your meter will go up, and then, like, there will be a bounty on your head, and the mercenaries will just start tracking you. They will just start showing up places as that meter keeps going up. And you can either pay that bounty off or go kill the guy who has the bounty on your head, and then you'll, you'll the bounty will be gone. Okay. Talk to me about the moment to moment, like the the gameplay. Is it, is it like very very similar to Origins? Have they enhanced a lot of systems? You know, like Origins had, you know, your curving bows and like arrows in the air and all this wild stuff. Is, is it is it grounded in reality? Is it is it fantastical? Like what, what what are we looking at? I mean, it's it's definitely more of that Origin style of gameplay. You have you know bullet time arrows. You have uh you know a huge variety of different weapons and armor sets that you can collect you know throughout the game. I think they do a little bit better job with like the the gear system here in the sense that like it didn't feel like with the way they 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 built the leveling system, it doesn't feel like I'm really collecting garbage loot ever. Okay, uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it I'm not using. But it's like usually most of the stuff I find is tuned to my level versus like in Origins where if you didn't set it a certain way, you could definitely wander into an era hours later and be like, oh, this is like 30 levels lower than what I would normally get. Uh, they've, they've streamlined some of that stuff and made it better. I think the AI in this game is a little better. Um, enemies are much better about like when they hear something or when they see, feel like they spot you, they will gather other enemies up to be like, hey, let's go find that guy. Uh, and, you know, they they stealth, I would say, is like, you can still cheese it the way you could in Origins, but mm -hmm. I'd say it's a little more important in some of the harder levels and some of the more fortified places in this game. Uh, it, it definitely felt a little more useful, and it feels like there's more tools to exploit some of that AI behavior that isn't just like the whistle, stab, repeat kind of method that yeah. you often got in a lot of those games. Like, th there's a little more room for for variation, I would say. Uh, you know, but at, at the same time, it does still doesn't feel markedly different from what Origins was doing. 
it's just like little improvements, little quality of life things that I think make it, you know, feel feel a little bit better to play than Origins did at times. Uh, which version of the game did you primarily play? I primarily played the PS4 version. Uh, I have seen it on both a uh, a pro and a regular. Um, I don't feel like the visual difference on a pro is massive, but it's noticeable. Um, obviously, you would get HDR either way, but like you know, I'd say the clarity of picture definitely looks a little bit more, a little crisper on mm-hmm. on a pro, and also it runs a little better. Yeah, there are some there are some moments in that game which I don't know if we'll get sorted out with a, a you know a recent patch or what, but. There were definitely a few areas where it felt like the game would just start chugging real bad, uh, depending on how many people were on screen or even just sometimes like like there was a couple of moments where straight up it would just pause for a couple of seconds then pause for a couple of seconds, kind of jerk forward a little bit and then it would just recover. Yeah. I don't know what that was. That means maybe the stuff they're going to clean up down the road. But I had some issues with that running kind of on a regular PS4. It definitely felt like it was struggling with that game a little bit. Mm. And and overall, how do, you, how do you think it looks? Yeah, especially my my question would be how it looks compared to origins right i mean i'd say pretty similar you know like origins i thought was a really gorgeous looking game obviously the you know the environment is somewhat different in greece than it is in 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 origins like egypt is a lot more desert uh there's less ocean area to kind of work within but but you know i what they do with it makes it feel very much like an origins like world that is its own thing and i think it is it, it's i mean you know the vistas are gorgeous in that game like the sync points and whatever like all that stuff is really fun to find and just kind of look around you know it's got the photo mode and there's a decent amount you can do with it it's not the most varied photo mode i've seen in a game but it's it's solid i you know some of the characters in that engine are starting to look a little weird they looked a little weird in origins too mm-hmm. but here it's just like if you aren't a main character all the dudes in that game kind of look like they were on a slider between Gerard Butler and Sid Haig. Like they just kind of dialed it depending on where they needed it to be. And that was it. Yeah. Uh, some weird faces, some weird animation and like cutscene direction in that game that feels like a little less polished than origins generally was. Uh, but in general, I'd say it's a very nice looking game. Hmm. Good. All right. Well, wrap it up for me here. Let's, uh, is there any, anything, any specific things that you think we missed that you want to make sure you, you get in here? No, I think that, you know, in general, I, I covered most of what I want to say. I, I think the big emphasis for me on this game is just that, like, I, I just wanted it to have a better editor. You know, like, I wanted someone to kind of cut away at some of the fat of this game before it came out because it really does feel like it's just very top-heavy. There's just too much stuff in general, and not enough of it feels like it justifies its existence to to make it worthwhile to go through all that stuff and deal with it all. Um, like origins definitely wasn't a perfect game by any stretch. And there are things that this game does better, but I felt like I got what I wanted out of that game. And at the time it was novel and felt fresh enough for at least what those games generally felt like at that point Yeah, that I was kind of willing to forgive some of the bloat, which, which was definitely in that game too. But here it's just like, it, it's so emphasized and so obvious that I just, it just became exhausting after a point. And it really kind of detracted from my, my enjoyment, uh, which is a shame because, again, there are those moments in the game where it feels like this is exactly the kind of grand sweeping adventure they, they were clearly targeting, what they wanted players to feel like they were doing in that game. I just, it just needed a better editor and it needed someone to say, like, we don't need all of this. Yeah. Speaking of there being too much in this game, I'm, I'm reminded there's, there's one other kind of maybe smaller feature that I heard about mm-hmm. pre-release, which was some kind of like political stability rating in each island or, or region. Is, it, that, it, is, is that even worth getting into? That's 
so that's actually the one feature I forgot to mention. It's not really a political stability rating, sort of. It, basically, every region is either occupied by the Spartans or the Athenians. Uh, and as you go through, as you kill soldiers, as you loot stuff, as you destroy supplies, all that stuff, their, their grasp on that region will go down. And then when you get it down to a sufficient level, you can engage in one of those giant battles. Uh, like, again, you know, pick whichever side of the army you want to. If you're defending, the difficulty is a little easier and you don't get as much loot for it. If you want to attack, like with the, the attacking army, it's a little bit harder. There are slightly stronger enemies, but you get better loot out of it. There are some plot-specific moments where those battles are key. I never engaged with them otherwise because I didn't think they were fun enough to want to do outside of necessity. And it feels like something that would just, like, if you can choose sides like that, does that, that does sounds like something that might not even fit into the main narrative all that well. You're, you're playing a mercenary in this game, so you yeah. don't really have, like, despite the fact that you are Spartan by blood, mm -hmm. you do not really have allegiances okay. in this game. There are characters you are allied with, and they kind of exist on both sides of the war, so depending on the situation, the other side may be an antagonist for what quests you are doing in that area. Mm -hmm. But as far as like the actual war is concerned, you have no real role in it other than you are kind of trying to kill the people that are, you know, pu pulling the strings behind the scenes. Hmm. So I guess overall to me, it, it, like hearing you describe it, it sounds like that maybe this game just gets weighed down by a lot of uneven content. It does, definitely, and it, it's a shame because I can see the promise in it and I can see a lot of the things they were going for, and I think some of those things definitely work. I think people who just want a giant portion of more Origins will enjoy this because it's that. It's definitely that, and most of the, you know, if you weren't bothered at all by the repetitiveness and kind of the 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 size of Origins, then this will probably do you just fine. For me, I was kind of hoping for something just... Not necessarily different, but just something that felt a little bit more focused than what they ultimately ended up going with here. And, uh, you know, like I, I had some fun with it and, you know, there are parts of it I will remember fondly. But like I said, there's a bunch of stuff for me left to do in that game. And I have no real desire or intention to go back and do it. I feel like I got more than what I needed out of it and I'm not even finished with it. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk numbers. What do you think score wise? Uh, I went back and forth on this, but ultimately I believe this game is a, a three out of five. Uh, I think it is, it is solid in some respects, but, uh, there's a lot there that just, just didn't need to be there. Cool. All right. Well, that's interesting to hear. Thank you very much, Alex Navarro. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And, uh, that's going to wrap it up here for us at Assassin's Creed Odyssey HQ dot <laughs> zone, uh, for Brad, I'm Jeff, and for Alex and Jan behind the boards, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.